Are we are we live? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a hunger. Yeah, I do have. A do you hunger, go to sleep yeah, every night thinking about the two good shots that you hit? Yeah, I actually did last night. I'm I'm shocking, but <laughs> I don't know. I, everyone thinks I've got a smooth swing, but it's just like it's. It's pointless because I'm so shit, you know? But have you got a good tempo? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even think my swing feels smooth, but I don't know. I want to be I want to be able to play. I want to go – I want to be able to play 18 holes and not be a liability to the person I'm playing with, you know? That's a good goal. Like I was last time I played with you and you told me to hit the raid until I'm capable of playing around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> good you advice. You demoted me. You demoted me to the range. <laughs> yeah, well, mate, you know, I just call it how I see it. So I've been to the range twice, and I played a few holes last night. So I've played. I've hit golf balls three times in probably the last six days. I reckon. That's good. It's exciting. And so you're improving, Dano. Well. I think I am Oracle, and I got some clubs delivered two days ago. Nice. I went that night. Oh, mate. I think they're bottom-of-the-barrel type setups, but they're brand new. Um, Custom? Yeah. Oh, no. They're they're online specials. My sister's boyfriend ordered them for me. Uh Um, Uh-huh. It's like a golf – it's like an Australian golf shop. Somewhere in Australia, they have, like – I don't know. They must have cheap stuff. Cost me five hundred bucks for a set, including bag. Including bag. You got the whole no. kit. You got, you got a bag kit. too. It's mm. pretty good. It's like one hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> clubs. Got golf clubs and a bag. Yeah. So the clubs. Yeah. That's. Are you going to get a golf cheap. bag? <laughs> <laughs> well, you get the. Well, man. Your priorities, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't afford one. <laughs> Just bagged playing golf. Yeah, I can't afford a golf bag. Yeah, nah, well, dude. anyway, what uh, Oracle? What's um? How how's your how was your weekend last weekend? I had a bucks party, so I watched a little bit of racing, um, but I couldn't really get stuck into my work, to be honest. No, I mean, I was I was at a touch carnival over the weekend, so I was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, pretty much. I, I managed to watch some of the racing, but I certainly didn't watch as much as I used to on the weekend. So it's probably why the potty wasn't wasn't out, <laughs> why we didn't contribute anything to the potty on the weekend. Yeah, probably a good week to miss. Yeah, it was. I don't think it really offered anything. I don't think anything was was awesome. Like the feature race of the day was the bloody South Australian Oaks, which really didn't really deliver anything for us, did it? Nah, I missed a lot of footy too. Actually, I got on that thing that came second in that. Actually, uh, the WA um, she's fit. She's yeah. Fit. Um. So, 
she had drew like barriers 17 and I, um, I like whacked the place and I got like $4 the place or something. Nice. Um, and did you watch that race? No, I didn't get a she chance. Flew, flew home down the outside and like missed her by a head. Um, I was cheering because I, well, I, I, th- I was about to be cheering a whole lot more because I had a little a fair bit, of, a bit on the nose, but a lot more on the place. But, um, bit up your nose. Nah, uh, um, bit on the nose of the horse. The horse was bad, guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's playing golf with me. <laughs> he's playing golf with Deno. Uh, yeah, well, speaking of wankers of the week, um, <laughs> has anybody got any nominations for this week? Well, we've, we've got a potential nomination. Mm. Just one? Oh, we could throw, throw another one in there as well. Actually, I've got one. Too. I've got another one as well, an extra one. Go. Tell us yours there, Dano. So my we'll extra go. one's my extra one's not. It's not a person though. So it probably doesn't count. But no, no, no. That's I've fine. Had two, I've had two road rage incidents today with animals. Yeah, and, and I'm not a very like I've, my rage levels are quite low in general. But it's just directed at like. Drivers that are cunts. Oh. Like, you know when someone just doesn't let you in just because they don't want to let... I don't know how you boys drive. Like, I mean, I know very, you're... Very, pretty... very angrily. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I don't think you're a dog on the road, Minga. Nah. No one, no one, well, no one ever, never has. Like, I just think, why don't you just let someone in, you know? Yeah, if they need to merge, and, let them in. Just let the bloke merge. Yeah. And it's happened to me twice today where I've been boxed into a corner. There's people who just haven't wanted to let me merge for no reason. Like one of them, the traffic, it was not even moving. And I just had my indicator on this bloke just like looked at me and just, it just filled up one spot in front of me so I couldn't merge. And Dude, you're in the city of Lost Souls, right, at the moment? No, I must be, yeah. Do you think oh, that's yeah. got anything to do with it? That guy's soulless. Mm. This story is actually not too bad. Do you want me to tell you this story? It's pretty good. Yeah, what is it? So I'm going to visit my sister and I'm going to like an underground car park at the hospital. So it's underneath the hospital and there's four lanes. And I was in the far right lane. I had to merge to the far left. Yep. As I'm merging to the – and so this this guy that cut me off was like the one that was cutting me off to get to the far left where I needed to be. And it was just before this car park – turn off thing and he didn't let me in we looked at each other i swore at him pointed at him and tooted him and i was like i was pissed off and i was so i was then behind him he then turns into the car park at the hospital i'm thinking there's no way this guy's gonna be going to the hospital he turns in i'm like fuck this guy's gonna think i'm following him it's happened like half an hour ago and then I park and then he parks like right next to me. And I'm like, fuck, it's actually the same guy. And then I go off to the lift. I thought he was this big sort of scary looking guy. And I go into the lift to go up. And just before the door shuts, he comes like running in and jumps in my lift. And I was like, I was like, fuck, how's this going to go? And he, he was like a little fat guy. So instantly I felt good. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I'd 
<laughs> I offered him a bit. He like goes to me, you, you go up the ground floor. And I sort of just like stared at him, didn't say anything for a little bit. And then I just said, yes. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> we showed, went up. Showed him. <laughs> I showed him. Then we went That's... up to the ground floor and went our separate ways. But <laughs> that guy's a fucking wanker. Oh, dude, was did, was a part of you wanting to say, hey, you remember me? <laughs> yeah, part of me was thinking. But then I thought. And then when you're thinking like, about ways of how you'd systematically, physically break him down. And, then ba- and, I actually, and how you would bash him in the elevator. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd easily bash him uh, if it came to it. But then I thought. I held back because, you know, we were both going to hospital. I didn't really know his situation. So I was like, you know, I'll let this guy off the hook this time. Yeah. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't bash him. Jeez. See, 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 I don't know if he why... knows that he's one lucky okay. short Yeah, fat he doesn't man. know how lucky he is. That's why you're I, a good bloke on the road. That's why I'm a good bloke. And I just let someone in. It just doesn't bother me, you know? You had, bloke, yeah. yeah, you had that fat little prick right where you wanted him. Yeah, in a closed elevator. Yeah. Yeah, I should have finished him. But that was it. That's my story. So he's my nomination. He's one of my nominations length of the week. And just drivers in general that behave like that guy, which, I, you know, it's happened a fair bit since I've been in Melbourne. It's probably all a little bit heightened in here. But, uh, well, it yeah, is the city that's... of lost souls, so well, you're going to get that, I reckon, on a day-to-day basis. I think you are, I think you are but what are people yeah. So, what's yours? What's yours, Oracle? Ah, uh, well, mine's. We've got to run with the innocent to proven guilty thing here, but I'll give you that. Like, there was a minor nomination for your Deontay Wilder the uh, during the week, getting pulled over and arrested for having a an, a concealed firearm in his car. Ooh. Which was a bit a bit off in I think it was in LA, I think it was. Oh, that's play on. Yeah, oh. but but you know, apparently apparently was real nice about it, but the car reeked of weed when they put oh. the window down. See, I prove. I reckon uh he could be legend oh, of I, the week. <laughs> legend of the week. That could be well, that's, I, I reckon that's closer to legend of the week. Yeah, I prove. So like when I read into it a bit more and I'm going, oh, he's actually been real nice about it. He went in, he paid his bail and he just did everything well. Yeah, he was high. He would have been so grilled. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck, I've got a gun in the car as well. Yeah. And like, I'm one of the heavyweight, heavyweight, I reckon he would have been, best heavyweight boxers in the world. I reckon he would have world. been really nice about it because he was probably fucking terrified the cops were going to shoot him or something. Yeah. Big, well, that's probably Six true. foot seven black man. <laughs> that's probably you why know? he had the gun. Yeah, exactly. Mate, poor fucking. That'd be no, that's terrifying. Pl- that's play on. What's the what's the other one? Oracle. I reckon that was. I kind of the other one is Harry Garthide, the I guess the the wonder boy of Australian boxing, along with Tim Zoo, which is a bit yeah. a bit interesting. So I think he Harry the he ballerina Garside. Was that Harry the ballerina Garside? Yes, the Harry the ballerina Garside. So he appeared in. I think he was. He didn't he get out of. Um, yeah, the jungle. celebrity get me out of here. That one of those garbage reality shows. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, yeah, he he returned home and then was arrested and Correct. charged with domestic violence. Correct. I'll go as far as saying charged though. Garside, if he's guilty, he's 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 a front runner for wanker of the year if he's guilty. Oh, uh, yeah, that's probably be, true. Because he's pulled he's pulled the wool over our eyes. 
this whole entire time acting like he's some really nice guy. Yeah, he's is. the most he's the most most woke boxer in the history of boxing. Yeah. And if he's if he's bashed his misses, so he, he's probably wanker of the year. I heard that he what happened was is he broke up and then went around to her house to get it to get his stuff or vice versa and he's elbowed her she's told the cops that he's elbowed her in the in the face and then spat on her now Whoa. this is but hang on it's hearsay Wait. until yeah this is th- we have no idea if that's ha- if that even happened or not well remember the whole incident with Josh Reynolds the the grub from well, at the time Canterbury yeah yeah for his missus took him he got charged everything like that and she ended up coming out as like a pathological liar and then she all like up. faked the baby on him and all this kind of stuff so it wasn't I even a like name we, yeah there you go yeah no she, so he we, he was Josh Joshy the grub Reynolds but in that situation she was the grub yeah, so we can. I think we can put a, like an asterisk against him. Yeah, he where, got outgrubbed. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? But you're right. Like I, I don't think like you can't like. We got to wait on that one. I yeah, it's like because these things can go either way, especially if there's, especially if it's not clear and like on the spot. Like he's been away for months, and then he's come back, and it's like, oh, by the way, your girlfriend said you did this a few months ago. It's like. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like we gotta wait. It's wait. conveniently timed after he's just literally finished filming of a reality show, and and now they they've literally arrested him at the airport. It could be a revenge attack. Could be. I just don't know why. The, th- the there's always a question mark until like proven guilty with people like that who are in the uh, spotlight, you know, because you never know if there's. Chasing Cloud or yeah. whatever. You never know until you... Yeah. Unless it's... um, What's his name? The ex-cricket commentator. Slats. Oh, Michael Nails. Oh, Nails. You, yeah. you, if he's... If there's anything about him and DV, you just know it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got a track record. Yeah. Oh, there's people... There's definitely people you don't give the benefit of the doubt to. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so... So he's not a wanker until proven guilty. Yeah. 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 He's so so he's been charged. He's been charged with wanker of the week, but <laughs> pending. <trial. Yeah. laughs> Can Allegedly. we charge him? No, nah, I, re- I reckon short fat man in the elevator gets well, it this every, week. Well, I'd like to say every every wanker is um, what is it? Do a fair trial, but some then, of them are. Then, some of them are. <laughs> in this case, I think he is. Yeah, I. Jeez, I hope for his sake. Well, I just hope he didn't do it. How do you even prove him guilty or not guilty? He could probably only be proven not guilty if the chick comes out and says he didn't do it. Well, she, yeah, that's mm-hmm. sort of the way it works nowadays. But unless she has evidence, hard evidence that he did it, you know? Um, yeah. And a track record, like he has to have a track record. Like It's not really mm. fair for everybody to just immediately believe that he did that just because she said it if she can't pr- and prove it and even if she's not willing to come out and say oh I lied about that you can't that's not yeah. fair for everybody to just believe that he did it for the rest of his life you know what I mean yeah yeah it's going to really tarnish him because he's yeah. fully the opposite image of that yeah but he like sure I'm not saying the guy isn't capable of doing it anybody he might have done it is. he might have done it he could be wanker of the week 
he really doesn't seem like he would. It's he yeah. Would. That's why I feel like he's due a fair trial. I reckon he's due a fair wanker trial. That's for sure. <laughs> but it makes him so much more of a wanker if he did do it. Oh god! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Takes him into the into the stratosphere of wankers. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So we'll wait. We'll Ooh, wait and see with that one. But uh, I guess the conclusion is um, Dano's elevator guy, who's lucky to be alive, is wanker of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Done. All right. Yeah. Good on him. Well, I wonder if he knows he won an award tonight. <laughs> he he will know once he listens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's a listener. Oh, imagine if he was. If you're out there, mate, congratulations, <laughs> you won something tonight. Yeah, you're lucky as well. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, and you're lucky. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations on your congratulations on your life and on Wanker of the Week award. Not only did you not get bashed, you actually won an award. Heat, <laughs> <laughs> heat, like. He he might not know it, or maybe he does know it now. But today might have just been the greatest day of that man's life. <laughs> That's one of the most, literally one of the sliding doors moments of that guy's life. <laughs> sliding elevator doors. He didn't get bashed, and he won sliding an award. Sliding elevator doors. <laughs> what what a day he's had! So congratulations to that guy. Is it a sliding doors moment? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we've got to move on. So let's talk a bit about UFC 288 on the weekend, which is um, got some pretty bloody good fights on it. Uh, the main event is Aljamain Sterling um, versus Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo's back, Triple C. Um, that's going to be a good one. I'm bloody excited for that. Real excited. Very intriguing. Uh yeah, I I think it's a I think it's a really good matchup for Cejudo to be honest. Aljamain, how long has he been out for? Last fight was in twenty twenty. Three years, yeah. Um, but, but he hasn't stopped training. Nah, he's been training. Always with he- coaching with and training. Heaps of the best guys in the world. Uh, been but, like he's been cooked a lot of times though, hasn't he? Like been, I've seen so much footage of him just looking real fat and drunk and oh. on drugs. No, I don't think he does. I don't think he's that kind of guy. He's a real heckler. Like, isn't he always just at fights just trying to... He's the king of cringe. Yeah, he's the king of cringe, but he kind of, like, went, grabbed that and ran with it. He's, he's like, a a lot of guys go to him, um, even, like, John Jones went to him, uh, Demetrius Johnson, who him him and Demetrius used to fight each other for that flyweight title. A lot of guys go to him now to um, train with him because he's such a great mind in the sport. Uh, and he was just an amazing fighter like during his career. So like he hasn't stopped um, being in the game. Uh, and I actually think he's probably waited for his um, moment for someone like Aljo to get that belt back for him to be like, I can definitely beat that guy and come back and do mm. it. Because uh, um, the rumour was when he retired, he thought he'd get a lot more like, um, you know, um, Dana White wanting him back, you know, mm. and apparently kind of backfired on him. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit, because apparently he's challenged a few people and Dana's like, no, nah, he's not going to, he's not, because he, he's challenged Volk before. He's like, I'll fight Volk next. And Volk's like, mate, like they brought it up at a press conference. Volk's like, he can't even, like, 
he can't talk my name. Like he can't just Q jump either. Um, yeah. Because he watched Falcon. and he's like, mate, I can definitely, this is after, straight after the max, um, the quad, not the, tri- the third one. Yeah, straight after the trilogy. He's like, mate, I could definitely smash Volk, give me the next shot and Volk's like, mate, go fight the top five contenders and you can fight, you know? You can't be out of the game this long. Yeah. That's a lot of gun, yeah. Gun, um, but now we did get it, uh, obviously, because a lot of chat between, Volk's, you know? Uh, I mean, Volk's a weight division above these guys too. It's Volk, a bit of a Volk jump. Volk smashes Sudo. Yeah. I reckon that would actually be a good fight. But let's roll through a few fights on this because I've got a few uh, things that I like. Um, so the main fight... Volk I'm- smashes any man that breathes air. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Especially that little fat turd in the elevator. Wow. <laughs> I'd like to see Dano and Volk in the elevator. <laughs> After Volk cut Volk- you off. After Volk cut him off, yeah. No, I wouldn't nah. let him in. Me and Volk would have bashed a little fat guy. <laughs> in your head, were you Volk when that guy walked into that lift? <laughs> Actually, I couldn't believe how short he was. Like when I when I originally had the the confrontation in the cars, I was like, when I saw his face properly, I was like, oh fuck, that guy could be pretty tough. Um, but then when he ran into the elevator and I looked at him, I was like, oh, that's the guy. And he was like He's a head puffed. shorter than me. And I was like, oh, I'd fucking squish this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we go, Con, can you, do you know why Charles Oliveira's fight got called off? Uh, injury, I'm pretty sure to, do you know what injury though? Charles. Charles. Yeah. I think it was a trotting, um, race injury. I think he was pi- no piloting way. a trot, um, piloting a trotter in Brazil. Is that actually what, how he caught the injury? Because I saw the footage of him. In, I mean, I let, saw the footage of it. And you I was saw like, footage of him riding the, the trotter. Have you? Yeah, it's, it's amazing, unreal. Um, but let's just say, yeah, I thought it was. A, I thought it was CGI. I'm like, oh my god, they've <laughs> super, was, oh, they've a, superimposed it. AI or something. Yeah, like, like a CGI. You know, they put it. They, like, yeah, they yeah. put Oliveira's face in there. And then I'm like. Oh fuck! It's actually Oliveira doing the trots. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let's just say that's how he got the injury. But it it, it was an injury either either way. Um, but hopefully that fight gets made because that was going to be an absolute cracker. Oh yeah. But this main fight on the prelims, uh, Drew Dober versus Matt Frivola. Uh This should be a really good fight because both of these Matt guys Favola. like to bang. <laughs> Matt Fra- Frivola. He's an AFL player. No. Is he friends with Brendan? <laughs> Cousins. Cool. Isn't your brother mates with Brendan? Ah, uh, yeah. Remember the, that um, Union Jack story? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shoes. yeah. 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 He, bought, he bought the Indians shoes from the, the cabbie Indian. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that were like size seven. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had to be his handler for the night? Yeah, my, my, my um, brother had to be his handler. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, what a legend. Um, yeah, this is an interesting fight, Con. Yeah, so this is going to be a good fight. I reckon they're both going to bang, but I reckon um, Drew Dober's just been in there with way better guys, and I think he's uh, Dober's pretty good. Like I think he's just a little bit better than Frivola. I, um, uh, that's going to be one of my bets is Drew Dober to win. Um, how he gets him, I reckon probably knocks him out. Yeah. But I'm just going head-to-head. There's a lot of good value on head-to-head in this card. Um, did you have you guys looked at that one? What do you What do you reckon on that? 
I've got. Oh, I, I agree. With, I agree with you, Mingo. Yeah, same. I've got Dober as well. I, I I love every single Drew Dober fight. Whenever he gets, when he first came on the like not on the scene, but when we first started noticing him a bit, I kind of didn't know if I liked him just because you know of his like his look, his his hairstyle and all that. I'm like, yeah. But then like you hear him speaking, he's like really yeah. like well spoken and yeah. Um, yeah, I just love it because he just goes out and he he just bangs the whole time, you know. Um, yeah, I reckon Dober as well. Like. For sure, I haven't watched that much of the Frivola guy. Um, I did a bit of a look into his like record and that, but yeah, Dober's been in the ring with real uh, in the cage with some really talented guys. Yeah, and um, if you want to see a really good fight, watch um, Brad Riddell versus oh, Drew Dober. That was Brad awesome Riddell, one of our fight. boys. Yeah, fuck, that was a sick fight. Um, I wonder if Favola prepares poorly like his brother. Oh, look. I think I think Frivola trained with Aljamain Sterling and Murab Davishvili, actually. So I don't know if they pre- pre- uh, prepare much like our Fev, but yeah. Anyway, Ooh. that's going to be a banger. Um, now the other guy that I was really keen on was um, Movsar Evloev, uh, this r- undefeated Russian fighter. He's weird little looking man and he's like kind of just has this really straight look on his face um the whole time and he's and he's kind of just reminds me of a weird little tiny russian terminator um and he's crazy good uh but he was meant to 16, fight 16 fights yeah 16 and oh he yeah, was me- he was meant to fight um bryce mitchell that little hillbilly guy um, the flat earther. Yeah, and that would have been yeah that idiot, and that would have been that would have been great. But Bryce pulled out just uh, yesterday or today with an injury. So the guy that uh, and Mobsar was going to be one of my bets, but the guy that he's fighting um, now is just fresh off a contenderweight series of Mexican kids. So um, good on the this Diego Lopez for taking the fight, but he's going to get murdered, I reckon. What are you uh, thinking with that one, Con? Like out, like method of victory. Well, I can't, see the, see, I can't even see that in the. Yeah, uh, well, the odds would have changed. Yeah, well, no, he's not. He's not even in the. They like, probably haven't. So they haven't even put him up yet. Yeah, they haven't put him up. So they haven't changed that. But I reckon that's going to come up with um him paying like a dollar ten now to win that fight. Okay. There's such just such a an ocean between those guys' levels. It's like good on that guy for taking the fight. Diego Lopez, but yeah, that's going to be an absolute murdering. Um, now, Dano, the co-main event. Now, this is one you've probably been waiting for. Um, your your man, Bilal Muhammad, versus Gilbert Bilal. Burns. Bilal. Bilal? Yeah. Bilal. So, what are you... Are you employing your tactic of... Um, Bet against Bilal because then if Bilal loses, you're you're happy because you've won money. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Who do you actually, deep down your heart, like more for this fight, Um, Dano, Burns or Bilal? I know you love Bilal. Bilal, but yeah, Bilal? I'll just think Bilal's ready. For what? To not make us fall asleep again? Yeah. I think Bilal's ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, 
I'm keen for this fight because I just want to see Burns just fucking smoke him. I'm so keen for this fight. Oh, Bilal's not going to get... He's not going to get bashed, is he? Uh, I hope so, but I don't know. He's he's actually ranked number three in the in that division. What's Burns now? Four somehow. I don't think Bilal's beat anybody towards the top of that division, to be honest. Like, it's weird. This would have to be the the highest ranked guy Bilal's ever fought. Oh no, sorry, he fought Leon. He took that Leon Edwards fight short notice when Edwards was ranked number two, and then he had that eye poke. Yeah, One. Edwards. Edwards just Edwards dogged him to end the fight because he was shitting himself. Nah, Edwards was fucking destroying him. Bilal did not have an answer. He was just get pieced, getting pieced up, and he got then oh. and then he got that eye poke, and then he was like, oh, "I want that fight again." He's like, "That's not fair." It's like, come on, man! Like you, you were ab- you had absolutely no chance. Well, you know the eye poke to Bilal did that. Was that into Bilal's good or bad eye? Uh, right. Oh, it's hard to tell. Yeah, because he's cockeyed. That's why he always wears glasses. Yeah, but, but like, you know how he's cockeyed? Mm. Did did it did it fuck his cock eye or did it cock his good uh, eye? Cock his good eye. I think it might have cocked his good eye, and now it's hard to tell because he's always wearing glasses unless he's fighting. But I think he potentially has two cocked eyes at the moment. Mm. Which um, can't help. Now, predictions on this. Um, I'd obviously never predict um, Bilal to win. Uh, I'm going to go Burns, but I think I think Burns just gets him. Oh, do you know what? Do you know this is five rounds? Hey, did Burns, so Burns fought four weeks ago or something? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, I think uh, even le- – oh, no, you're right. It'd be four weeks. But he took zero damage in that fight. That's why I accepted this. Yeah. yeah. Bilal called him yeah, out true. after and said... Burns is just rolling. And kept saying, you know, blah, blah, you took no damage, doing a fight. You're fighting... A, you're, have, you've had a full fight camp and you're going to fight a guy who's getting off the couch, which is a, we know is a GR. Burns is rolling. Burns has, been, Burns has been so good, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, he was a bit unimpressive against... Um, against uh, King of Miami... Um, Old mate, last time. What's his name? Masvidal. Masvidal. But that was a funny fight, you know? That was a bit of a... Yeah, it was I a think, weird fight. I think uh, Burns sort of just wanted to, like, wrestle him and dominate him a bit in the wrestling. But, yeah, if this is five rounds, it just got me way more intrigued. It is, it is five went, rounds. He went toe-to-toe with Cummy. Yeah. In a sick fight. And then, who did he... Didn't he get a submission round one in his next fight? Yeah, against Neil Magny. Um, this is, but the reason this is five fights is a uh, five rounds is because, um, Bilal wouldn't accept Gilbert as the, um, stand, stand in fighter. Um, cause Bilal was meant to fight someone else. Right? Who the fuck was it again? Bilal wasn't meant to be on this card. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? Or, or, or is this the replacement fight for Charles and, um, it might be, yeah. Thingo, yeah. So Bilal only accepted this fight. Um, uh, uh, he said it has to be five rounds against Gilbert. So he obviously thinks that he's going to grind him out and like out cardio him for five rounds. I reckon Gilbert is going to catch him at one point and hit him to the ground. But then I reckon Gilbert's going to submit him just to... Because um, I feel like Gilbert's 
looked in a couple of his fights recently like he's happy to use that world-class jiu-jitsu that he's got, which he should, which he kind of like hasn't used a whole lot. Nowhere near as much as he should. So I reckon he's going to hurt Bilal and then choke him out. How does Bilal win if he does win? On points. He has to win by points. Has to win by points. I can't so see. he basically has to be able to out-wrestle Gilbert Burns. Yeah. Unless he oh. plays that weird little in-and-out, like, pitter-patter striking game for five it's rounds. so hard for Bilal. Well, get this. In the actual method of victories, um, Gilbert's a slight um, favourite in this at $1.78 to $2.08, which is Bilal. And then... Um, in the method of victory, but the shortest um, odds in that is Bilal by points. $3.25, really? which is Gilbert Burns by points is $3.90. What's Gilbert Burns by submission? Because that's a fucking That's six bucks. Bet. Oh, yeah. Six bucks. Yeah. That's the longest odd. Yeah. That's value. That is it's just submission. value of the week. It's just submissions are like the hardest, the least likely ones to happen a lot of the time. Unless you're listening to us before the John Jones last fight, and it's paying nine bucks, oh. and we tell you that's what's going to happen. Well, that was right. outrageous. <laughs> um, but what yeah, Gilbert Burns submission—that's me. What do you guys reckon? I've I'm got not the one. Up. <laughs> what do you got, Dano? Bilal by my head and my heart are saying different things here. <laughs> I kind of can't see Bilal getting it done, but I, can't, I don't want to turn my back on him now because I've been telling Minga for a long time that Bilal will get there. he gets to the top. He's Why do you man. like him so much, Dano? I like him because everyone hates he him. he looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it started. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is that how it started? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I'll go with I'll go with Bilal. What's he paying for a knockout? Six dollars twenty-five. That should be paying more than that. Yeah, that should be twenty. Right, I'll just go with I'll just go with that. All right, Corbs. I've got um Burns by KO slash TKO. Yeah, nice. I think he, over five rounds. If the wrestling and jiu-jitsu get into it a fair bit, I think Gilbert Burns is going to be way fitter after that grueling camps he goes through. He would have just gone straight back into camp for another three weeks. And I reckon he, Gilbert Burns' cardio will outdo him, and then I reckon he'll catch him. I think it'll be a TKO. I think it gets called off. All right, nice spread on that one. Oracle, did you have a prediction for that one? Well, I'm going to go with you guys with Burns, but... I'll go with Burns by knockout. Okay. Nice. couple of knockouts. All right. That's, uh, I can't wait for that. Um, now, the main event. Now, this one, I really like the odds on this. Um, I think, uh, obviously, Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo. I think Cejudo beats him because I just think it's a way better. It's a more favorable matchup for Cejudo than Sterling. And what, what do they have to head? Why? Because um, Aljamain relies on like his grappling to beat people. He's like a pretty pathetic striker. Um, and Henry Cejudo is one of the best wrestlers to ever fight in mixed martial arts. Like gold, me- Olympic gold medal wrestler. Um, 
uses it really well in MMA when he needs to. But Cejudo, like being such like a kind of like this little master of like combat sports over the years has just developed this like really good like striking game that he can mix in with his wrestling. And he's just like, he's taken out like TJ Dillashaw, he's taken out Dom Cruz and just looked like an amazing Mighty in how he did it. Yeah, yeah. And Demetrius Johnson, like those fights Great, are crazy. One of the greatest ever. Yeah. And I just think he is just way more complete. And I just think Aljamain's going to struggle to um, get the better of the grappling exchanges. So I really like the, what is it, like a dollar ninety or something? A dollar ninety. Dollar eighty nine versus Cejudo. Has he uh, eased into favourite? Just, yeah. Yeah. Aljamain at dollar ninety five. It's nearly dead even. Yeah, they opened it up even. Um, yeah, I just really, I just really like that. I, I just think he's a better fighter. And and also, can I say this, Aljamain Sterling? Right, think about it. Two, um, what first fight with Peter Yarn to get this type to get this title? Uh, illegal knee to the head to the forehead wasn't that bad. Stayed down like a little bitch and won the title. The first, the first person to take a dive to win the title in the UFC. Um, next fight, very questionable decision. Was getting flogged in the last two rounds. Um, backpacked him, backpacked Peter Yarn for the first two two and a half rounds. Questionable that he won that fight. Um, then beat TJ Dillashaw with who had one arm in the next fight. Like, what has he actually done to make you think he could beat Henry Cejudo? Because I can't, I can't, I can't find anything. You know what I mean? I think that the only thing that's making me a bit funny is, is just the time off. I'm not saying Suhudo won't be in elite shape, but yeah, my, my bet for this is just the fight to go the distance. Yeah, okay. I reckon it definitely goes the distance, which is Suhudo. Most of Suhudo's fights don't go the distance. What's what's that? It's a dollar seventy-two to go the distance. Two dollars to two dollars and four cents, not two. Yeah, okay. It's pretty even. That's probably a pretty good bet. But yeah, mine's um, Suhudo outright for sure. If you guys can't tell, Connie hates Aljamain Sterling. Oh, I hate him, man. <laughs> I just hate Ming it. He brought the sport into disrepute when he took a dive to win a title, man. I know. I know. He honestly fucking ruined it for everyone. Mm. What's your pick, Dano? <laughs> Mine's will the fight will go the distance. If I've got to go someone, it's... I've actually... Pr- I don't know. Mine's Aljamain. I'll go Aljamain points because I think I think little fat Henry <laughs> hasn't fought for three years and I don't like him. I reckon he's a little fat alcoholic. So I'll go with <laughs> you get you get an elevator flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're, yeah, I'll go. If that was Henry Cejudo that cut you off and walked in that elevator with you, I would have fucking sparked him. <laughs> Oh, Oracle, what's your tip for that one? So, old mate, what's the, how do you pronounce it? Sejudo? Sejudo. Sejudo. Yep. He's a lot littler than the other fella, isn't he? Yeah, but he's, it, it, like, he's four. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. yeah. He's, he's won the title Dom, Dom in, in this weight division before. Him. Yeah. And, and what is, what's like his specialty, this Sejudo fella? He's a gold medal Olympic wrestler. But yeah. Oh, well, I'll, um, go, I'll go Sejudo by submission. <laughs> no, no, no. We were talking about this. 
Because so uh, you, you were saying, fuck? you were saying, what was, uh, what do I think for method of victory, right? Before we lost Dano, mm. and that's what I was saying. Is yeah. I was saying you can eliminate submission if you oh, on Sahudo. Senri Hudo by submission, seventeen dollars. Yeah, because he doesn't. It's not. It's not really part of his game. We're here. Aljamain Sterling by submission, five dollars ten. Yeah, that I, I doubt it. I really doubt. Yeah. Uh, if you're gonna go to method of victory for Zahudo, you're either going for knockout or points. And at that point, oh, yeah, and like he's he knocked out Dominic Cruz, he knocked out TJ Dillashaw, like he can knock guys out. But he's, with the three years off, I'd probably lean more towards points. But you know, I mean, you've you got a few vendettas. Do you reckon he's gonna come back real hungry, just trying to get? Get the tongues wagging again. Like I said before, he... I I think what this is is he's been waiting for somebody to get that title that he knows he can come in and beat, and then he's come in and and started going, I want that title shot, and that. So I just think he looks at Aljamain Sterling like he's a guy that he can beat, and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I'll go. I'll go Sahudo by knockout. Yeah. Nice. What were you saying, Dano? I've got a lot of vendettas. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you, you've got one against Aljamain. Yeah. Izzy. Bala. Izzy is Izzy's a monster. You've got... I don't know what your problem with Bilal is, but you've got one. <laughs> you've got a bit of a problem with Cyril Garn, I think. Don't you? No. Nah. Cyril's a good man. Yeah, he's a nice bloke. No, I just feel no like problem with Cyril Garn at all. Okay. Well, I don't know. I just feel like you got it in for a few people. I do. I definitely do. And that's, that's the glorious nature of um, sports podcasting, you know? Yeah, that's right, Minga. But what I would like you to do is uh, be able to admit fault mm. when when the, when the script doesn't go to plan against or with your vendetta. For who? Well, if Aljamain does well, I want you to be able to give him credit. Yeah, maybe it's just going to take <laughs> it's going to take a long time for him to live down that dive that he took to win the title for me. You couldn't even give Izzy credit when he fucking put Palatine stiff. Only because of the way he acted afterwards. That's <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, maybe of, one day. Maybe of, one day. I'll. Maybe one day you'll get. I'll give you. I'll oh, there's a little bit of cuck about that kind of behaviour, Minga. What is his well, kind I, of behaviour? I don't want to like you know oh. fully cuck you, but there's that's the sort of shit he does. <laughs> Who? <laughs> the cuck. The cuck. He he has oh, a cane cuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Are you comparing Connie to Kark? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm saying he could be the UFC version of Kark. Anyway. Oh. But, no, sorry. Wait. But if, if a guy takes a dive to win a title, what, am I meant to forgive him for that if he wins a fight <laughs> after? Well, I think if he wins a fight, well, you've got to acknowledge that he's done something good. But then if, Con, if Con gets on his coattails, then Con is like a cuck. That's exactly what I would have thought. <laughs> I think you just can't be biased to your like opinion. I would have thought it was less cucky to stick that. to my guns. 
No, cuck sticks to his guns and doesn't admit fault. <laughs> a cuck, a cuck never admits fault. That is nice. that is a trait of that is a trait of a cuck. Mm, okay, no, that's fine, nigga. Actually, you know what? Stick to your guns. Doesn't worry me. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's see what happens. Okay, Dano, yeah, mate, are you it, sticking around or? What's that? Are you sticking around, Dano, or are you leaving us? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to do whatever. It's 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 all right if you want to go because are you in a car on the side of the road? Yeah, I'm on the side. Actually, I'm on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually at a, I'm actually in a park. I took a piss about five minutes ago. No one knew. <laughs> also, I was actually talking while I was. Pissing. <laughs> <laughs> that is well some fucking premium podcasting. <clears throat> nice work. Um, yeah, you can take off if you want, man. Yeah, I might go home and have some dinner. Yeah. All right, bro. Cheers. Good to have you, Dan. Righto, boys. Uh, Oracle, just good luck here, all right? <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Good luck here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, go, Oracle. Done. All right, so we missed last week, but I think we're, it's it's looking pretty good this week. Um, we've got a Group 1 down there in Adelaide. We've got a couple of good races at Gosford, which is actually a really good punting track, and then the Sunny Coast makes its way for the Queensland Carnival with the Sunny Coast Guineas, which was famously won by the great Mayor Winks back, and that started her run of, what, 32 straight? Was that the first race she won? That was the first race of her, um, like, uh, like glory run of undefeated races, yeah. Because she lost a couple at the start, right? Yeah, she had a couple. And how's this? Joe Marrera was one of the only jockeys to ever lose on her. Oh, really? Yeah, the great Joe. Hey, just got a message on Facebook. Shout out to Luke Hob- Hobman uh, asking if the pod's out this week. We are recording now. It's one of the thousand messages we get. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Luke. What a what a man. It's coming, bud. He's going very you well in fantasy Hoffman too. Is, or is or is he a listener? Yeah, I yeah, I know him. He's a listener. He's in my fantasy, um our our fan mine and Cords' fantasy NRL draft league. It's sixteen teams. It's a deep league. A lot of scandals. Weekly scandals. Oh. Sorry, Oracle, keep going. Yeah, Luke's real good. He's top four. We nice, good on him. Um, anyway, cool. sorry, keep going. Where, where, where is That's it? right. So I reckon we, I reckon we just touch on the features, and then I got, of course, I've got to give a Friday, a Friday uh, bet for everyone, don't I? Nice. And I've got, I've got one for tomorrow as well. Pretty good odds as well. So um, let's touch on Gosford first. So we've got three feature races there at Gosford, and I think the Coast race is probably the big feature. It's worth half a million dollars to the winner. So the rail's in the true position down there at Gosford. It's sunny conditions, 10 to 20 degrees every day. So I think we're going to have perfect racing conditions on Saturday down there. So the three feature races, I think they're six, seven, and eight. Is that correct? They're, um, they're con, I don't have the... Ah, uh, so six is the 1,000-metre Triple M Thunder 1,000. Nah, so I think, seven, yeah, seven, eight, it's nine. seven, so eight, nine, the Dibatoli. Yeah, and... so, yeah, so they're the Quaddy Lakes, which is really, really good. Um, so the Gosford track's like an interesting track. It's like a little triangle, essentially. 
So yeah. the home straights um, are quite short. It's about 250, 260 metres. Um, but it's got a long, wide um, – it's got a well. It's it's like a weird sort of turn. It's like a triangle turn. So it's usually it's it's never really favourable for any particular runner. But you want to. It's one of those ones like Doombin where you kind of want to be up in the first few. You don't want to be right out the back unless you're a horse that's just a freak. But it's actually a really good punting track. So I don't expect any sort of um, biases or anything like that come come Saturday. So just probably um, leaders. Sort of better than mid- midfield sort of thing, you reckon? No back markers? Just, just look for horses that are in that like midfield or more forward than that, just because it is quite hard with the way that the, the track is structured with that kind of semi-triangle shape. It is quite tight that round that final bend, and if the horse doesn't handle that final turn, it, it can get flustered or um, shifted back. So... Just because I'd just be looking for horses who are a bit more forward in the run more than anything, but that's that's pretty much it. Okay. Yep. So we'll touch on race race um, seven, which is the takeover target, which is a handicap race for three year olds and upwards. It's a sprint race named after the great takeover target, who I still consider outside of Black Caviar as being the greatest, one of the greatest ever sprinters we've we've ever produced. When Group One's all over, all overseas, he was a freak. The Oracle loves a, a bit of takeover target. <laughs> oh, big big fan of takeover target and the story behind him as well. So if we if we have a look at this field, it's actually it's a really nice field. I know Ooh. there's a couple of good horses heading towards Queensland. We've got Think About It, who's never missed the trifecta. He does have to carry the the top weight there, 58 kilos, conceding. Roughly about the three, three and a half kilos to a lot of his, the other fancies in the race. Um, I'm really quite questionable about why Shades of Rose is so short. Like, I feel like she's been quite poor this prep. Like, she's been – she raced in the in the Group 1 Galaxy, finished finished 10th in a, in a bunch finish. She then got belted around in the TJ Smith bind, I wish I win. Then went over to Ascot for that quokka behind Amelia's Jewel and, and just battled away in ninth. Yes, she was only two lengths off, but it was quite a bunch finish. And I think the leaders had a bit more of a favoured run, I guess, in that Ascot run. So I'm quite intrigued to see why that. I don't think she's come up this prep. So oh. I think she should be longer in, in price, in do, my opinion. Do you reckon it's just because of the horses that were in those um, last two races? Like, I wish I win I think one. If, mid- yeah, like you're looking at it, she's coming out of two Group 1s and then a $4 million sprint race. So I think that's probably why, like... And she's even been met with a bit of market support. I think she opened around the seven dollars fifty eight dollar mark, and and she's into what five five fifty six. Correct. Bucks. Yep. Correct. So, so I'm quite I'm quite intrigued by that. I definitely think think about it um, is deserved favourite. My concern though is the barrier. Yeah. Because he's coming from the widest barrier. I do see like he's got the face and shades of rose drawn inside of him, so they could probably give him a cart across. Um, which is probably a good thing for him. But Mate, he's been racing top, with low weight uh, in in his, his last few as well. He has. So there's there's a few little pots. There. I'm not going to say like he can't win because I think he's he's a really good horse and he's come 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 through the grades really nicely. But it's an it's it's he's an interesting runner here, particularly with the weight and the barrier. And then you got to look at Fox Fighter, who we made a bet. Before he was scratched that day, he is absolutely flying. So he's drawn really nicely in barrier nine to sit just off the 
off midfield. He's um, got a really good inform jockey, Tyler Schiller, on board. And I know David Payne is very keen on on Fox Fighters' chances this prep. So we got that. And then you could make a case as well for, for fashion legend who Absolutely. is one of the, the podcast favourites. That's who I was looking at. Absolute legend. Look at him. So, yeah, so fashion legend is actually dual nommed as well. So it's nommed for the sunny coast. Right. So, now, would you rather be, him go around on this track? Uh, to be honest, I mm, it's a tough one, to be honest, because he's... He's a really, really good horse. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, oh, no, he's been scratched. Here we go. Just checking. So, he's been scratched. So, so he's, he's going to be racing Gosford. Yeah, barrier one. Look at that picket fence he had before the spell. Jeez, that was good. Getting on yeah. him at 30s a couple of times or whatever it was. Yeah. So, obviously, Rich and Will Freeman are quite keen on his chances to come down here. Um, so... Yeah, it's interesting three-year-olds coming through. So, lightweight, drawn barrier run to sit on the pole. I think he's definitely led in his runs or sat very forward in his runs. So, I think he's he's a ripping chance. And, and the fact that he's um, they're coming here would suggest to me that they're, they're quite keen. And he's, and he's actually won at the track and trip before. Ah, oh, I'm liking it. Yeah, same. It's going to be yeah. hard for me not to back him. Yeah. Good odds too. Yeah. Yeah, so I think if you if you're looking at it from a quality perspective, I really like think about it. I like um, fashion legend, fox fighter. I definitely think's a chance, and maybe oof, probably go Clemenceau now. Getting back onto a, a good deck. So what, what numbers were they, Bren? One, one. Um, let's go. We got one. We've got eight, nine, eleven. Beautiful. Now race eight, the coast. Yeah, so the coast. So this is um. So it's a sixteen or it's a mile race there, three year olds and upwards. You see again another um, handicap. So it's just shy of five hundred thousand dollars for the winner. So it's a really good paycheck for a lot of these horses going around. Now it's it's not the it's not the strongest field I've seen for a five hundred thousand dollar race, but. The, the thing is that's going to make this race very challenging for everyone is a lot of these horses are going from those very heavy decks at Randwick and Rose Hill into a really dry deck here at, at, at Gosford. So, like, I'm, I'm looking at, like, for that Thalassophile, for example, like, he's had 10 starts on the good for one win. When comparable, he's been – he's had five starts on the heavy for two wins and a third. So you've got to look at, like, that. And he's – is he top of the market? No, military expert. Oh, it's a military expert. It's now top of the market. Interesting. He's second in the so, market, yeah. Yeah, so military expert obviously really prefers the good and um and probably the, the better side of soft um decks. Gets Rachel King, which is a really good booking. Um, you've then got pretty amazing. He's coming off some two very, very good wins and actually drops back seven kilos in weight from its last two starts. The problem is, though, it goes from a very good jockey in Nash to a rider who who is sound, but I don't think she's elite in Kath O'Hara. Kathy O'Hara, she's if, yeah, she's been around for a while, got, Kath. Yeah, oh, Kath, she's been around for a while. So I think she's had a couple of kids. I think. Jeez, that's impressive. Um, you then look at Wellwall, who's who was that boom horse coming? Well, one of the boom 
um, horses coming out last year for the Golden Eagle. And I think the horse has actually been very good this prep. Um, first up was just not great, but then he's really coming to his own in the Doncaster Prelude and then that BM100 uh, in mid-April behind Tamerlane. So I think he's a good chance. Um, Palmito was very impressive in a BM88 at Hawkesbury on um, the 22nd of April. Won, won very well. I think we about two lengths from, from Estadio... Um, Stala, I think the name is beating home your horse, uh, Corbs in Wicklow. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can make a case for Kyobi who, who I think was really unlucky in that, um, in that provincial midway championships. You tipped um, him horses. when he won, didn't you? Or was that you tipped him? When yeah. You we remember we tipped him, we tipped him in the provincial midway, uh, qualifier. Yeah. Remember at Gosford? Yeah. Very nice watch. Yeah. So I think it's a really good chance at 8.50. Jay Ford on board in lightweight. Um, the horse loves good and he's fine on, on any sort of deck. Um, you got Lock Eagle, who you can make a case for. Um, Rosetta, who potentially probably is a wet tracker. And then you've even got Zoe's Promise, who we've spoken about before as well. So honestly, it's 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 a really, really tough race. And um, I could, like I said, I could make a case for quite a few. And I think if you're looking at it purely from... Um, from an odds perspective, five dollars to five dollars fifty the field, and then you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six horses under double figure odds in this race. So it's a really, really open race. So what are we thinking, quaddy numbers? So quaddy numbers, that's where it gets trouble. I think I've got Pox on on for last file coming back in trip and on good deck. So I think we could probably leave it out. I like yeah. military expert, particularly Get drawn it. drawn in. Because I think it'll lead this field with Zoe's promise sitting outside it. Okay. I think you've got to include pretty amazing here with the lightweight. And then I'm willing to risk well wall and I'll probably chuck Palmito and Kyobi in. What what numbers we got there, Brand? Yeah, so I'll give you the numbers. We're going two, seven, five, and thirteen. All right, nice. This is looking Looking very interesting. So, next race is race nine, the Buterin Lestrange Gosford Cup. So, this is the Gosford Gold Cup. So, 2,100 metres there. Again, another handicap there for three-year-olds and upwards. Now, it's really hard because a couple of these horses are actually dual norms. So, you've got a few horses nominated up here for the um, the Hollandale, the Zaki race up here on the sunny coast. So, it's really quite challenging to get any sort of idea on the field because I know Diamond's nominated up up here with um who is it on board? Someone's on board. You got Lord Ardmore I think's up here. You've got Iowa who's nominated tomorrow for the Wagga. The Wagga Cup I think it is. Okay. Um this boy Stargent is the same thing. So it's really hard to get an idea about who's gonna actually be running in this race. Um, I'll, I'll make a case for a few of them and we'll, we'll discuss them, but it'll be too hard to, to pick, um, I guess, a horse at the moment. Okay. So I've got quite a few leaders or quite a few horses heading forward in, in this race. So Iowa, Cognac, Desert Icon, Lord Ardmore, Navarro Peak and Quality Time can all roll forward. Now, I was really taken back. So this boys, boys Dargent, the Annabelle Neesham horse, I'm intrigued to see where it goes because I really liked its trial back on the 28th of April. 
it was um it sat probably midfield and then really came through and finished up very strongly to the line under a, a hard hold. Now I do concede it probably is better suited on soft decks, but it certainly had a good track record on a good deck as well and has actually competed well at this distance. So I think getting upwards towards the 2,000 metres, the horse will be better suited. Um, Dyer Mill is absolutely flying. It does have a creep up in weight, but he does get um, uh, Tyler Schiller on board, who's, like I said, is in, in a lot of form. Um, heavy to good tracks, we'll see. Um, I think he's better suited on soft and heavy going, but he has performed in the good in the past. I thought Navarro Peak was good last start um, on that heavy deck, and, but is he just a heavy soft track goer? Because I don't think he's had any real good form on the good. Never um, one on the good. Well, what's that? Never one on the good. Only run second out of three starts. There you go. So you're looking at that, and then Iowa, who I thought was awesome last start i think it's going to go around tomorrow in that wagga wagga cup so that would leave me if i had a like put me out like a gun to my head i'm probably going to go um boys d'argent but that's only if the horse actually is nommed all right you want to throw some courty numbers at us this is where it gets really really hard so mm. i'll probably because we just don't know where they're going let's go with dime mill one so one three Six, seven. All right. Wow, short again. It's good. Interesting. Do you want to quickly give us quaddy numbers for race 10 before we go to uh, Morfittville? Yeah, so Ang Power comes out from this race, so you can rule that out. It's, it ran today and ran really well behind front page and Mahemoth in the Wagga Town Plate. Okay. Um, I'd probably chuck short shorts in there. Yep, three. So that is there. Um, let's have a look here. Got to chuck Mars in there. Mars mission. Yeah, chuck Mars in good, there. Good gate with Tyler Schiller. Go the poacher, even though Democracy Manifest didn't really come out and run well last week, but Men Menmouth came out and won today in that Wagga template, so I'd probably chuck the poacher in. That's seven? She's yeah. number seven. Um, tough one, isn't it? Yeah. What a maybe get... flag of honour just because good first up record. Um, yeah, go flag of honour, Corbs. Twelve. Done. And let's let's just leave it at that. It's a, it's a tough it's a tough day, Goss, but I wouldn't recommend playing quaddies, but I know a lot of sickos out there love them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I absolutely love them. But <laughs> let's go to Morfittville. We've got the Sangster Stakes there. Yeah, so the rail's out at the uh, three-meter position there at Morfittville. This will be the only race we touch on. So got we've got, our, got our I girl. think, 10. It's a cracker. 10. I'll watch this. I'll, I'm going to come in and it'll be a short, sharp one, this one. Um, showers are oh. predicted tomorrow up to 10 to 15 mils. Um, easing Saturday, but I think they're still going to get some showers in the morning. We've got two noted leaders on on this on this map for me. I have Passive Aggressive and Marabi rolling forward. Can someone tell, Can you guys talk me out of not backing Bella Nipatina in this race? No. No, no, no. I won't be talking anybody so, out of that. 
So she comes back to her own sex at weight for age. So she is carrying the same weight essentially as a horse like or very similar weight to it. Diamonds, another award, Ruthless Dame and I'm Loving Ya. She was first up, she crossed the line with I Wish I Win and Beat Home Nature Strip. Mm. Second up was a Forgive Run. She then came with win one length of a Peritris and Beat Home King of Sparta who came out and did so well in the victory stakes last weekend. She then, in the quokka, was flying down the outside oh, with Amelia's Jewel in a race run. that was very favourable to those on speed. And then she she was, what, six lengths ahead of Chain of Lightning in that race. Like, I just can't see. She's drawn barrier five. She draws to sit very, very nicely. She'll probably follow Murabi over and sit, what, two pairs back. Yep. Like, just a bet every day of the week, isn't she? Benny Malum on board. Really, really nice price. The only the only bad thing there is the track she's had three goes at for not even a placing, but I think that was a fair while ago. Yeah, exactly. So when you're looking at it like that, so she raced like 2020 in, in a listed race was when she last raced there. there you go. Shut up three through. years. And, like, I think as she's come oh. on in age, like, oh, she's, yeah. what, a five-year-old man now. Her last star. two years have been phenomenal. And yeah. she's just such an honest horse, isn't she? She's flying. She's flying. So, I love that. I, I think she's a better bet every day of the week. All right, go, Bella. Now let's go to the so, Sunny Coast. Um, so, couple there you want so, to touch on? Yeah, it's the Sunny Coast. So I got it wrong, sorry, as well, lads. It's the Gold Coast Guineas this week, not the Sunny Coast Guineas. So uh. we've still got a bit to wait for that. So remember, this race would normally be raced out at the Gold Coast, but because of the renovations and they're not running on the poly, they've moved it up here. Okay. So I've got this wrong. So the the Sunny Coast Guineas is going to be a few weeks down the track. So funny. It's called the Gold Coast Guineas at the Sunny, Sunny Coast. Coast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, we've got two feature races, so you've got the, the Gold Coast Guineas and then the Hollandale Stakes. So we'll touch on the rail being in the true position. We've got great weather up here in Queensland. It's nice and cool, but not too hot. So I think we'll be racing on a good deck on Saturday. So have a look at the field of the, the Gold Coast Guineas. Yeah, couple it's a nice of, couple field, of cokeheads in oh, here. Oh, God. So good. I hope they're drug testing this lot. Russian yeah. Conquest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Russian Conquest is an interesting one. So it's got um, – she'll have the blinkers for the first time. Okay. Which is always a nice little gear change, you see. I don't think she's really lived up to it, um, I guess, her two-year-old days when she ran. No. She took Cool and Gata to, to a very close, what, second in the Magic Million two-year-olds. Yeah. Um, the horse that I'm really keen to watch and go around is this yellow brick. Oh, yes. Mm. Definitely. So it – so it, it it was fantastic in that um in that Magic Millions three year old race. I thought it was a very poor ride there from Benny Thompson in the that fashion race. legend one, wasn't it? That was the one that we we got on with fashion legend. Yeah. So we were really lucky. We were on the better side of it, but I think if Benny Thompson had his time over again, I feel like he may have have ridden uh, this horse a lot differently. Yeah. So I know this horse is heading towards a. Um, I think he's heading towards uh, Stradbroke, but his handicap rating is quite low. So he's at a, got a handicap rating of nine, 90, I think it is, or a low 90s or high 80s or whatever it is. So he's going to have to get it upwards of around the 100 mark just to probably guarantee himself a run. 
So he's going to be probably wound up to win this race. Um, I think he's drawn really nicely. And if you go back and watch his trial on 11th of April, it was a really nice little stylish win. So I really like yeah, so he, he he was in a similar one to Extremist, who is a horse that we have got in our black book, but that we're waiting to see. Uh, the move, um, La Palmiere, who's in an earlier race. So he was in a trial with a lot of open-class horses. And, yeah, he just – he looks to have come back really well. He was under a – he was trucking up the inside, and then he just really – just came on nicely. I don't think Benny Thompson put him through any sort of pick paces, but – I think he's a real good chance in this race now that um, Fashion Legends come out. Now, oh, is this a bet? Uh, I think it should be. Yeah. Bloody oath. Love that. Bella. I think if, Yellow I think if I think if um, Maddie, Maddie and Tony Sears want to see this horse go to Group 1s or at least Group 1 handicaps this year, if he's not putting away this field, then he's not a chance. Yep. Okay. I love that. Now... Hollandale Stakes. Uh, we got. Oh, look at this! Zaki. Take it away, Oracle. Um, does Zaki just win this? Yeah. <laughs> Wins it with his eyes closed. Honestly, I don't like Diamond. Like we spoke about, it's dual noms. He's got Josh Pye, so he's got a jockey upgrade up here. Zarek is dropping back from what two thousand meter races to to eighteen hundred. We'll see how he goes. Skyman won a very weak race last start, beating Cepheus. Hoyter was good last start, I thought. Sound new mandate was a horse that we were on, but um, J Max obviously jumped off. Mm. Um, I just can't uh, make a case. So here we go. Actually, boss, that boy Stargent came out just before their con. Yeah, so he might be that. racing down there at um, Gosford, which would be nice. But I think Zaki's a standout in this as well. Wow, okay. Not getting much of a price, dollar seventy, but I guess Nah. So quaddy numbers race six, just put number two. Yeah. Race race seven, number one. Oh. And then what do you reckon go long in the next two? Do you want to hear the honest truth? Yeah, don't. Just do in the next one go two five seven. Yeah. And then in the last just four. Oh, oh, wow. Nice. There you go. Oh, I love it. Now, Oracle, did you have a tip tomorrow? I do. I do have a great tip tomorrow. So there's a horse that um, is running around at Wagga. So it's it's like I think I said to you earlier today, it's the Wagga, um, I think it's the Wagga Cup they call it. Okay. which is a feature day. So they have a two-day carnival there. So they've got the Wagga Cup over 2,000 metres. It's like a big dance um, type quality race. So you've got all the good jockeys heading down there. But there's a horse I really like in the fourth race called Participator. Ah, so race four Wagga to uh, race Friday. Four, number, oh, yeah, number, here we go. Participator. Six. 370 at the moment. So it's 370. So this horse loves the Wagga track, particularly the Wagga 1,200 metres. So he's three from three at the track and trip. Danny Beasley has a great association with the horse. He knows the horse well. Uh, the horse cocked the fastest last 400 and 200 metres of the day at that Wagga meet that he ran second to behind uh, Riddle, uh, Riddle Dero, I think it is. He's drawn well. I think he'll just be winning this race. 
Oh, I love that. That's what I like to hear. What what race Sorry. at Wagga is it tomorrow? Four. Four, race there four, we go. Six. Yeah, got it. Dissipator. God, That's I love fan. that. Yeah, love finishing the potty with a little uh, end of the week tip. Um, there you go. That's it, Oracle. Also, before you go, um, Dean, uh, yeah, Dean Holland. Um, yeah, what a tragic thing to happen. Oh, wasn't that a sad, sad situation? I just, what I do, like, in light of the, obviously, the tragedy that was associated with such a, a young and well-loved jockey passing from, from such a tragic event is how well the racing community rallied together because I think that, GoFundMe page set up by um, Tony Octobre has reached almost $2 million now. Yeah, I was about to say, it's, yeah, when way, yeah. way over a million, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, so I think it reached that. And then you looked at the Warnable Carnival, and I think both of the pubs, the Whalers, and there's one other pub there over in Warnable for the Carnival. Which would have been For every, every beer sold, they donated a dollar to the oh. thing. And I think they, yeah. Oh. There's two million. So, yeah, so <laughs> they've, they've done so well. It's just it's just so sad to see such a young family lose lose an integral member of the of their family, and I, I really feel for his family. That's for sure. Yeah, it's horrible, and it's it's a reminder of um how dangerous it is, and how these guys put their life on the line for our entertainment, like day in day that, day out. That's exactly right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a tragedy, and I hate seeing. I hate. I hate seeing any fall. I hate seeing any horse even fall, even if the that. jockey stands up. It's just brutal, and it it just shows that how brutal and 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 risky this game is. Yeah. Um. Well, Vale Dean Holland. Um, That's it. Thanks for the winners, mate. That's it. Yeah, he's been good to us. Um. Yeah, mate. But thanks for coming on. We'll uh we'll wrap it up there. Uh, good luck on the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, lads. Talk soon. Love you, Oracle. See you, boys.